Welcome to the Harbor Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information, visit us online at www.theharborli.com. Well, welcome. Welcome to church this morning. We are so glad that you guys are here. How many guys have gotten out and got to enjoy the beach during this hot weather? You know, just something that this reminds me of is, you know, with this heat, I don't want to end up in hell, man. Like, if it's worse than this, thanks, no thanks. We just want to say welcome this morning. We're so glad that, that everybody is here, and uh, we're stoked because we're in the middle of a relationship goals series, and uh, week one, we heard from Vinny and Marianne about a successful marriage. Week two, Pastor Mike talked about singleness and then dating with Pastor Rodney and Pastor Brittany. Last week, we had part two of singleness, and then today, we get to talk to the one, the only, Pastor Brennan Louie about being married a year. <laughs> Newly married couples, it's going to be good, right? How many of you guys remember that first year of marriage? Lots of fireworks? Oh, yeah, it's going to be good. Buckle up, all right? No, it's, it's awesome. These two are incredible. Um, they're just so vulnerable and so honest, and I am... I'm glad that we can do this, and uh, you get to share your story with everybody. One thing that I want to bring attention to is maybe you're coming and you're like, listen, I'm not at that stage of life. Maybe you're single. Maybe you're engaged. Maybe you've been married 50 years. I believe wholeheartedly that there's something for every single one of us in this service this morning. I believe there's something that you can get out of this service that if you allow God to do something in your life today, you can leave here knowing him more, being changed by him. It's for all of us. So please don't tune anything out and be like, oh, I've been married 50 years. What do these young bucks have to t- you know, teach us? I'm telling you, it is such good stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So I want to hear, can you guys just share with everybody? Because I'm sure everyone recognizes you. Bryn, you're, uh, you're often up here emceeing. Louie, Louie is a hair model for those that don't know. No, I'm sorry. Ever since I've known, I've known Louis Price since he was in seventh grade, and this guy's had 30 different hairstyles, and I'm like, bro, I got one, and I don't pull it off as well as you. Oh, my gosh. Makes me sick. Um, but anyway, um, can you guys do me a favor? Can you just share with everybody your story, maybe when you met, how you met, um, dating, engaged? Louis, would you mind just sharing everybody your story? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so Bryn and I have been at this church for a long time. Um, we met here. We met here. Um, Bryn was actually at this church before me, and I, I started coming here when I was about five years old, I think, and maybe around 1995. Um, Bryn and I have seen this church go through um, a lot of different transformations, and, and we've kind of seen it all. We've been here through it all, and, um, you know, we met here, and um, when I was in seventh grade, I, I moved into uh, the same school district as Bryn, and uh, we went to uh, West Hampton Beach Middle School and High School together. Uh, go Canes! Um, uh, but uh, Bryn and I have always just been been good friends, and even since um, you know going to school together, um, we always kind of had each other as as kind of a kind of like a um, just like a confidant in in terms of. Um, knowing that we're in school, you know, a lot of the times and seeing all the, these kind of new things and people kind of act differently than us and, and sometimes we would like feel really different. 
Um, but like knowing that we kind of have each other and that, you know, we're going to be like at youth group together later or whatever it is. Um, it formed like a special uh, friendship for us. And, you know, we've kind of, um, you know, kept that going all through high school. Uh, we went to junior prom together as friends. Um, we've kind of always kind of stuck together. And um, that's kind of like our background, you know, since the, the early days. And um, I remember, you know, we, we kind of went our separate ways, you know, in college and we went to different colleges and lived in different states for a little while. Um, but I remember uh, coming back home after college and moving home and I was in a season um, of just really not knowing what to do, not knowing what my career is going to be. And um, I remember um, meeting this guy, Ryan Barker, at uh, the beach club that we used to work at. And, uh, you know, we met there and um, we already had some sort of friendship history um, going back, you know, through mutual friends and things like that. Um, but we kind of became, we hit it off, became really good friends. We were in the same season and um, we actually took a road trip together. And um, during that road trip on the way back, we were passing through North Carolina. And I remember having this conversation with Ryan, it must have been like 2014. And I started telling him about Bryn because he had never met Bryn. And I said, oh, I got this really good friend, Bryn. Um, she's awesome. You know, she lives in North Carolina now. Um, maybe we can stop and see her. And I texted her, and uh, she said, oh, I'm busy. I, I can't hang out. Ouch. I was so nervous when you said that. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, so we had not seen each other in probably a few years at that point. Um, or who knows, maybe once on a weekend here and there. Um, but, yeah, th there was just always that kind of, uh, Bryn was always in my mind, you know, every once in a while. Like, I remember my good friendship with Bryn, and um, kind of about a year after that, um, I was home, and, and I kind of had this moment of, like, 30 seconds of courage where I thought, you know what, I'm hanging out with Bryn. I asked her to grab coffee just to catch up, and then when we were together, I kind of just thought, like, man, why don't I just be bold here? And I just said, you know, Bryn, I think, I think it'd be really good if we started dating. And it was just very bold. Um, Louis, that was very caveman of you. Like, <laughs> you, me, date now. <laughs> so it, it totally threw her for a loop. You know, we had just been friends and everything. Um, and she took a few days to think about it. Um, but, you know, since then, uh, she came back to me, said yes. And we started like a, a one-year-long, long-distance relationship. You know, I moved back to Florida. She was here, and then, um, yeah, since then, you know, kind of moved on to dating, everything like that. That's awesome. So how long have you guys actually been married? Uh, almost a year and a half. year and a half. Right. Yep. Very cool. Awesome. So I know leading up to marriage, there's a lot of warnings, right? And people are like, oh, the first year, it's rough, it's crazy, get ready, it's eye-opening, and all that kind of stuff. Um, what was it like for you to go from being single where you had you know, your own schedule, your own priorities, uh, to now all of a sudden you're married, different schedules, different priorities. What was that like? Yeah, so I think probably the biggest transition for me uh, from being single um, or just um, dating Louie to then being married is just the realization that um, all of my actions, everything I do, they don't just affect me anymore. They also affect Louie. And so I really had to come to a place where I just um, like had to really humble myself and realize how like before I was really just living for myself and now I'm also 
um, you know, living for Louis and um, wanting to, um, you know, serve him and be so good for him. So I had to really just like humble myself and try and be like selfless in a lot of areas of my life where I, my bend would be to be a little bit selfish. So I think kind of learning um, that transition of, of not just living for myself any longer, but now it's like him and I and, and all that. Yeah, that was a challenge for both of us, um, you know, coming together, learning to put the other person first. Um, I think, uh, you know, one thing in particular is that I, I definitely am on the messier side. Um, you know, gr coming through, like, my college years and everything, um, I counted. I've lived in seven different places. And, um, you know, I, I started to realize a trend about after, like, the third year, I realized that, man, I only clean my bathroom one time, and that's the day I move out, <laughs> because I have to. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, you know, but going into marriage, I had realized, man, I got a good amount of experience. I've cleaned seven different bathrooms. <laughs> um, so, but, but clearly, you know, coming from my kind of like single guy lifestyle, which was a little more kind of, you know, do what I want to do, I'll clean when I want to clean. You know, I'll make food when I want to and go where I want to go, things like that. Um, yeah, that was, that was something to, once we got married, it was now about us. And we, we definitely had some deconstructing to do in our own lives um, in order to kind of rebuild the pieces to kind of come up with one unified. Awesome. Very cool. So what has been one thing that was easier about getting married in the first year and a half that you've experienced? You thought this would be a lot harder, but come to find out it was very easy. So um, this is kind of a hard question. <laughs> What's easier? Um, I think one thing that was easier than I anticipated was um, probably just the um, like living life together. Um, I, I thought going into marriage that um, being around each other so much and so constant, I would maybe like, I don't know, get like, you know, annoyed or like tired of him or something like that. And, um, you know, honestly, that part, I think maybe because we had been such good friends for so long, that part was like way easier than what I thought. Um, so. Yeah, I would, I would add to that, that um, Brynn and I had already had a lot of really common, um, you know, pastimes and you know, places where we like to spend our time. Um, you know, once getting married, um, it was almost already a given that, you know, a, a good way to just like decompress after a long day might be to like just drive to the beach and watch the sunset, take her, her Jeep that she had and, um, you know, just drive it onto Cupsog or something. Um, those, those were things that we already knew that we loved uh, individually before we were together. And then uh, once we were together, um, that kind of natural uh, life stuff just kind of flowed really well. Very cool. So now the real question. What's been the hardest thing? Like what was harder than what you anticipated? Yeah. Uh, Nobody wants to answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, coming into marriage, there's definitely some expectations. Um, there, was, there was a lot of, um, you know, hard things in terms of Brynn and I had been two people who had, you know, we were in a little bit of a different situation by going off living on our own for a certain number of years, developing, you know, our careers and our goals and passions, you know, living in other states. Um, 
you know, and then so for those for that situation coming together, um, if any of you have been there, it's it's tricky because there's a lot of hard set um, individual um, patterns that you develop, and um, I would almost describe it as you be you become like kind of a um, maybe like a like a like a squared off stone, and then you know coming together you know, there's a little bit of friction. And, you know, the more friction there is, it'll, you eventually turn into kind of like two smooth stones. But it takes a little while to kind of, um, you know, get there. There's a lot of uh, individual, you know, ways that we like to do things, what we expect. And um, we both had had that. We, we didn't come from just our parents' houses into coming together into marriage. We, we took another step to, like, build our own lives. And um, that became a little bit of a challenge to, to bring those two things together. Yeah. Um, I think for me, one of the things that kind of surprised me was how difficult it is to actually find like quality time with each other. I thought that once we got married, we would be together all the time and we would have so much quality time and all of that. But really, I feel like I didn't know that marriage was going to make you like double busy. So we have my schedule, Louis' schedule, our, both of our social schedule, schedules, our family schedules, and, um, you know, there's just so much. So time management has been um, kind of tricky for us. And so we, like, you know, merged our calendars and stuff, and we're trying to, like, you know, come up with ways that can um, get us on the same page with all of that. But really, like, we have to schedule dates and, like, put them on the calendar Otherwise, like, it just won't happen. And so finding time that's actually quality, like, not just, like, getting home after a long day of work and then, like, making dinner and watching TV, like, actually, like, you know, having quality time with each other. Awesome. Let's talk communication. What are your communication styles like? I know oftentimes opposites attract. So you might have one person who really wants to talk a situation out, other people want to let things go, I got to go take a drive, you know, whatever. What has communication styles, like, what, it, what has that been like with those two merging? Yeah, um, communication is one of those things that I think people talk about, like, oh, communication is the most important thing. And everybody, when they're single in those years, you think you're the best communicator. You think, oh, of course I can do that. You know, when I get into a marriage, I'll be able to communicate. I mean, it's just talking, right? Um, but, but, you know, once you get, once we found that communication definitely became, um, a little more difficult because there's also emotions involved and there's things you almost don't want to bring up because they're, um, they're hard to talk about and they're hard to, um, put out on the table. Like, I, you know, I feel this way, um, cause it's, it's a very vulnerable place when you open yourself up that way and, you know, depending on how it can be received, um, it can be a challenge. Um, I remember, you know, something I learned early on is that Bryn and I both have um, this common trait where we really don't like um, being labeled as having done something wrong. So it's as soon as we hear something like that, it instantly can throw us both into like defense mode. Um, so I remember there were plenty of times when I thought, you know what? there's something happening, I'd like to address it with Bryn and, and bring it to her attention and, and do my best to, you know, clear the air here so things don't build up, you know, that's what they tell you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but I, I learned that, um, you know, bringing something up, and Bryn had not had practice in hearing those things a lot, and 
Neither, neither of us had, you know, and I'm, this is a story that's happened to both of us on both sides. Um, so it, it was a learning process to, to learn how to hear someone else saying, you know, I have this thing I want to talk about with you. Um, you know, it's making me feel this way. And that can be a lot to hear. It, it can throw someone into like, like, what do you mean I did something wrong? Um, you know, that's not possible or whatever. We could all think that way. Um, so, you know, from a communication standpoint, we, we had to, to learn how to hear each other out and, and learn how to, it's a, it's a humbling experience, really, to hear each other out and to, you know, put the other person first that way. Yeah, and something that I think um, was important for me is, like, a couple months into marriage, I realized that, like, Louie and I don't really fit into any, like, mold that I've ever seen like communication wise and I think so many people before we got married were like communication like communication is so important you know all of this and so I really like um kind of like focused on that in the beginning and I was like up oh, we have to communicate and like I was very like focused on that and thinking like um I've seen people do it this way and I've seen this couple do it this way and you know this person says this and this book says this and I think I kind of like learned um a while into it that like um every couple and every person is so different and I feel like in the beginning I was like striving to like fit this mold, you know, that I thought um, I should be, that we should be. And um, we learned, or I learned that um, we really just need to like figure it out for each other. And like, I can't put you in a mold and like, I can't be put in a mold. And we just kind of have to like figure it out for ourselves, what works best um, for you and I. And I feel like um, my big like mistake in the beginning was like striving to be something um, like that I really wasn't like communication wise so um, and I think too the most important thing is at the end of the day like I want to move forward with Louis feeling totally like connected and um, that won't happen if I don't feel understood and if he doesn't feel understood by me so uh, a big thing with the communication thing is however you get there, um, at the end of the day, like, if you want to be, like, connected, you just have to, like, totally understand each other. And so that's the big thing for us is, like, I'm always, like, do you understand where I'm coming from? <laughs> so I think understanding is, like, such a big thing. That's awesome. When it comes to conflict, conflict resolution, it's kind of like communication where everyone handles it differently. What have you learned about conflict resolution in your first year of marriage? Yeah, um, conflict is is tough. It's um, something that is going to come out, you know, in, in those, especially in those early years, because conflict can be caused over something small or over something big. And um, our natural intuition is to want to be heard. You know, I feel this way. I want you to understand what I'm feeling. I feel like there was some injustice against me. That justice needs to, you know, be rectified. Um, and that's what it becomes. It's a, it's a match of who can be heard over the other. And um, something that we learned in counseling that was uh, really good for us was how to mirror each other. And, and we just, um, in order to do that, someone gets to talk for as long as they want to. They get to say what they want to say. And then the other person just listens. And at the end, they repeat back everything that that person said. 
And it sounds a little mundane or um, out of the ordinary, but it really does um, effectively let each person know that they've been heard and that the other person understands them. So that's um, a concept that we brought into our marriage and it's worked really well for us. Uh, sometimes it takes a while to get there because you, you just want to be heard, you want to be heard, and then when you finally get to that humble place where you can say, okay, let me just listen. Yeah, and I think too with conflict resolution, like it's, there's so many emotions involved and like for there's, you know, some instances where things can be, like, so deep that, like, it's even hard to understand why you're feeling what you're feeling yourself. And so a lot of times, like, um, because in conflict, it's so easy with all the emotions to say something or do something that you can't take back that you might regret. And so in the midst of, like, the emotions, a lot of times, like, Louie and I, we have, like, a small apartment, so uh, sometimes I'll just, like, just to clear our head or something like I'll go take a drive or he'll go take a drive or something so that we don't jump in like too quick and then say things that might hurt the other person or something like that. So I think taking some time to like, you know, cool down and clear your head and um, just to, you know, keep the, you know, relationship a safe space because if you act too quickly, you can do things to like damage trust and all of that, so sometimes we'll like take that approach too. Yeah, I would also add that um, in terms of conflict, um, conflict is something that comes out out of our broken nature. You know, we all we all are naturally you know gonna be bent towards um, protecting ourselves, and and really when it comes to conflict, um, the the real the best solution is really just to be personally filled with the Holy Spirit every day. And if you, if you are doing that, if you are spending time with God, if you are spending time in prayer, asking the Holy Spirit to come into you, to change you, to make you new, um, all of a sudden, his characteristics will start to come out in your life. And all of a sudden, you'll have this humility, and you'll have this ability to listen, the ability to put someone else first. Because um, I know myself, like, you know, I, I wouldn't trust myself uh, with being able to do that on my own. I know that I'm naturally a selfish person, and I'll, I'll, I'll want to focus on myself, and um, putting someone else first is just foreign to me um, in, my, in my broken self. Um, but with God's help, when I invite him in, it, it completely changes the game, and him acting through me is what really allows us to have um, a smooth marriage. And so in... In that way, um, doing that is like a preventative measure that can almost prevent conflict from the start because all of a sudden, you might not get so angry all the time. All of a sudden, you might not um, you know, have issue with things because you have this humility of the Holy Spirit in you. So that's something that I'm constantly learning, and we, we both are, so yeah. Man, Louie, that'll preach. I think we should just do offering right now. We can go get some lunch. That was good, Lou. I like that. So some of you guys in this room, you may not know this, um, but 11 months ago, they welcomed this little bundle of joy into their home. And from what I understand, there's been some sleepless nights, some early feedings, some late feedings, and all that kind of stuff. And we actually have a picture. Can you put that little bundle of joy right up here? There he is. Now, Bryn, would you tell us who this is? 
Yeah, so this is our puppy. His name is Finley, actually. Noelle took this photo when she was dog-sitting. Shout out to Noelle, <laughs> Finley's best friend. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we love this guy. He's like, he's the best. He's brought so much, um, what would you call it? Adventure <laughs> into our life. <laughs> Stress, really. Uh, but yeah, he's the best. We love him. That's cool. So, Louis, before you answer, before you say something, has it, what's it been like... Do you guys have differences of opinion? Like, what do we do with the dog? If the dog messes in the house, how do we address this? Like, no, no, no. Or, you know, like, how do you, what do you guys do with that when it comes to the dog? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we definitely are, we have a lot of differences when it comes to, not a lot, you know, some, some differences. Um, one, one area is that I think we balance each other out very well in that um, I'm almost to an unhealthy point just so relaxed when it comes to if the dog makes mistakes in the house. Um, and Brynn is maybe to the other side where she's overly, um, can get very frantic if, um, you know, something happens with the dog and it can, it can cause her to think that the dog is uh, just going down a horrible path and, and we're, we're in trouble. We're in trouble here. Um, but I'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did this. We're back to square one. And I'm right. like, no. I hate that word square one because, you know, we've done... Uh, you know, so much hard work with him. But uh, that is one area that we can sometimes differ, but we, we kind of bring each other uh, together there. She, she makes me a little more structured with him, and I kind of bring her, um, you know, back when, when she can, you know, be a little too uh, frantic with him. Yeah, frantic is my word. there's a dog trainer in, in, out there, we would love to take your number. <laughs> we could use all the help we can get. Oh, that's so awesome. One last question. What's the biggest thing that you've learned in a year and a half of marriage, especially when it comes to God and keeping him number one, uh, the spiritual side of things? If you could share with everybody in this room like a bit of advice, something that you've learned that's just uh, been so good, would you share some advice with us this morning? Yeah, um, I was kind of thinking about this a lot and um, something I knew that I wanted to share um, with everyone, if, if I could give some, um, you know, display of, of our experience and, and what has uh, really brought us kind of the most hope and the most joy in our marriage is finding the way to, to truly forgive. Um, you know, forgiveness is oftentimes, you know, we think about it like you make up, you say you're sorry, you say, okay, I forgive you, and that's it. Um, but I think there's more to forgiveness and, you know, we found that in times when we've made up, but maybe there was a little bit of unforgiveness still there. And um, I would liken it to um, kind of like repentance. Um, if any of you have kind of grown up in church, you might have heard a lot of, you know, repentance is like doing a 180, right? But, but there's more to it than just doing a 180. There's doing a 180 and then taking positive steps in the right direction. Um, you know, that's what repentance is. Uh, and I think forgiveness is the same way. Um, it's not only making up and, and telling the other person that you forgive them, but it's also going one step further and, and affirming them into the person who they truly are. And, and being able to tell them, I, I not only forgive you for those things that you did wrong, but I know that you're a good person that that's not you. That thing that you did wrong, that doesn't define you. You're better than that. And, and Bryn has done that in our marriage where she's called me higher 
and, and she's, she's freed me from kind of the bondage um, that, that unforgiveness can, can do for all of us. And I think maybe there's a lot of people here today who may be holding on to something and, and I've never fully forgiven their spouse and, and they can never truly say, yeah, I truly respect them. Or you're kind of holding back some sort of unforgiveness. And what I just want to say to you is that um, your spouse is in bondage. They, um, they need to be free. And you have that ability to, to affirm them and to let them know that, um, you know, they are, they are not those things that they've done wrong. And, um, and that in that type of freedom in a marriage, um, there comes so much intimacy and trust. And that's something that we've learned that has, uh, you know, brought us really far through a lot of conflict, through a lot of struggle. And um, I think it's important to, to share. Yeah, so good. Um, I think something that I would want to say to um, people that um, are newly married or have been married for a while or uh, whatever um, it's just like how important it is that Jesus is the center of like your life like I'm so grateful that Louis um, is a man of God that and he puts God first and like because there's been so many times where like Louis has shown me like grace that I don't even know where it's come from and I know it's because he's filled with the Holy Spirit and he puts God first, and I don't know how, like, any marriage could survive without Jesus as the center, and um, I know for myself, like, um, knowing that I don't just, like, stand before Louis, but I stand before the Lord, how much that has helped me, like, control myself in times when, um, you know, I was upset or whatever it was, and just how when, um, like, I, I know that God has a plan for my life, and I know that he has his hand on my life, and I know that he um, brought Louie into my life, and he put us together for a reason and for a purpose. And so no matter what we go through or, or what happens, I know that, um, you know, Louie and I are supposed to be together, and we can get through anything with Jesus as the center and with the forgiveness and the freedom that Jesus Christ brings to our life. And um, I'm just, like, so grateful that, you know, we have the Lord because um, I really don't know <laughs> what um, it would look like without having the Lord in our lives and in our relationship and in our home. And, um, yeah, so to, to everyone, it, like, um, the most important thing that you can do for your spouse would be to work on your relationship with Jesus because when you look like Jesus, you can't have unforgiveness in your life. When you look like Jesus, you can't get, like, crazy angry. When you look like Jesus, you, you can't, um, you know, sh you, you have to show grace. And um, that's, I know for me, that's one of my goals is every day I just want to look more like him. That's awesome. So good. Can you do me a favor? Can you give it up for Louie and Brennan? Just thank them for their honesty and vulnerability. Would you guys stand with me this morning? We're going to begin to wrap this up, and I want to point something out this morning. I was reading Ephesians 5, and at the end of Ephesians 5, Paul's talking 
to the church here, and he's talking about, you know, how husbands should treat their wives and how wives should treat their husbands. And I want to read a few verses, and there seems to be something random put in there, but let me tell you, it's not random. Ephesians 5, 31 through 33 says this, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife even as himself, and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. That part that's underlined up there kind of seems random, right? He's talking about marriage, and then all of a sudden he's like, Christ in the church, and then kind of back to marriage. There's a reason for that. Our relationship with, with Christ looks a lot like the relationship between a husband and a wife. And when we look at what Christ has done for us, how he left heaven to come here for you and me, to take a punishment that we deserved, to put us before him, we should be doing that with each other. We should be doing that with each other. This morning, I don't know where you're at in this place. Maybe you've been married 50 years and you just say, we're not really in love anymore, we're roommates. Can I tell you something? That's not the way Jesus wants it. That's not the way he wants it. Maybe you're in this place and you're saying, I'm not dating anybody, I'm not engaged, definitely not married. You can begin to pray now for an amazing spouse, one who loves Jesus. Wherever you're at in this place, I can tell you this, Jesus wants to be closer to you than what he is right now. He wants you to be able to say, God, I want you number one. I love what these guys shared. You want a successful marriage? Do you want successful relationships? It doesn't matter, friendship, dating, married, whatever it is. Put God number one. When we seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, everything else falls into place. That is by design. I don't care if it's work relationships. I don't care if you've got a crazy neighbor. I don't care what it is. If we put him first, if we keep him first, everything else falls into line. Church, that's my challenge to you this morning. Wherever you're at, whatever's going on, can we put him back where he should be? Number one, top of the list. Can we do that this morning? Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. God, and I am thankful for this amazing couple that shared their story today. Lord, I'm thankful for testimonies because it's, it's the gospel with skin on. It's the word of God lived out. We get to look at this awesome couple and, and just see how they're doing it. God, I pray that our lives would be testimonies, Lord, of your goodness of your mercy, of your amazing love. God, I pray that each and every one of us in this place would leave here knowing you better, knowing you more. God, I pray that our priority list would be the way it should be. You number one. God, we love you so much. God, I pray that you meet each and every one of us 
right where we're at today. Jesus, we love you in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you would like to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus today, visit us online at www.theharborli.com backslash next step.